0: Tickets at www.coloredgirls.org.
1: The ending, nice and tidy, it's a rule I learned in school. Get your money every Friday. Happy Endings So divide up those in darkness from the ones who walk in light. Light them up, boys, there's your picture, drop the shadows
0: This is Jennifer Stone with Stone's Throw. Yesterday we lost Rosa Parks. She died at her home in Michigan at the age of 92. My parents grew up in Michigan. I you know those folks. My parents were a few years older than Rosa Parks. I was 21, 21, when she made history on that bus... Wow, that was something. I hope you heard Amy Goodman this morning. Uh, she memorialized this great freedom fighter. Uh, I'm sure there'll be more on Rosa in the next couple of days. Uh, Amy Goodman spoke with the author of a book about Rosa Parks, highly recommended. It's an important history book written by Herb Cole. Uh, the title of that book is She Would Not Be Moved. The author's last name is spelled Cole, Kohl, K-O-H-L. Herb Cole has been a writer and educator all his life, and I hope that this new book, uh, well, I'm sure he said that, you know, it's coming out just at the time that we're losing her, but I know he hopes that this will teach young people about the realities of the civil rights movement. A lot of young people. <laughs> Don't quite get it all. Rosa Parks was a lifelong civil rights worker. Um, this was not just an impulse. Her story is at the heart of what later became Martin Luther King's Great Crusade. Um, I guess if I get my hands on that book, I hope we can use it soon. I have another book today for a premium. I'll tell you about that in just a minute. Uh I do remember Herb Cole from the late 60s. He had a school here in Berkeley, and uh, he called it Alternative Ways. I got into all kinds of trouble because I would go to his school and get the materials and take them over to Oakland. Herb had published a book called 36 Children. That book shocked the nation kind of in the way that Jonathan Kozol's books are shocking people today. The same old expose showing what we do to these kids, especially the disadvantaged kids who come to school without preparation and hungry and sleep-deprived and emotionally stressed, and you know the story. Herb Cole's class, the 36 children, they were um, his kids in New York, in uh, Harlem, in the 60s. Yeah, that was very much like my own class here in Oakland in the urban schools in the same years. After all this time, I still turn on the radio and I hear, our governor, our governor, our Terminator, (laughs) spouting all that same incredibly, what is it, status quo blathers. Same thing the teachers were up against back in, in the old days, Back in the day, as they say, uh, sad, 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 people, sad, sad, sad. Uh, I was thinking, you know, uh, Conan the Barbarian, our governor, uh, said he said, whatever. yeah, whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger, says Conan, or cripples you for life, Arnie, that's what it does. A bad education, there's no recovering from that Anyway, our girly boy's so cute going after nurses and teachers, the mother surrogates of the world. Why doesn't he kick some bureaucratic butt? Um never mind. Uh, fragmented, Jennifer is fragmented. Here's a note saying, whatever you do, don't uh, miss the movie about Joseph McCarthy people. The one about uh, Joe McCarthy and Edward R. Morrow, the one titled Good Night and Good Luck. It's all about the 50s and the red-baiting, back when a heroic journalist could speak out and change things, you know, back when things were simple, back when it was possible to separate the men from the boys. Today the men lack all conviction and the boys are full of passionate mediocrity. Oh, poor John Kerry, Al Gore, Bill Clinton, hmm, tormented by their times, the Democratic Party trapped by circumstance. I guess we're going to have to elect a woman, keep the store open. Maybe she can keep us all from getting killed in this millennium. Never mind. Um, I did want to mention that movie before I get around to my book. Um, I was thinking uh, as I... Looked over my notes on Herb Cole. I dug them out of my file back from the 60s. And I thought, of all the things we hoped for back then, back when uh, even I had the chutzpah to struggle against the status quo, I have to admit that, obviously, uh, I failed. Uh, Somehow or another, we dropped the ball, but... Today, children are still so brave. I go to the schoolyards and just look at them. So many of them surviving. Even all this BS we're dishing out to them today. Uh, I myself, personally, am in existential exhaustion. Uh, (laughs) I keep telling myself that, well, you know, I come down to KPFA and wave a little blue flag and... uh, Try to uh, pretend that we're making a difference. I think without us, of course. Uh, I don't know how things would be. I count my own insignificant wounds, and I keep saying, well, some of us are high and dry, sitting pretty here in Beatific, Berkeley. We're not in a basement in Baghdad, and we're not in the eye of these storms, so we should put our shoulders to the wheel. Uh, we're not watching our children starve in the desert. And then I wonder sometimes if maybe if maybe we don't suffer a little too. Maybe we are uh watching our children starve. Metaphorically speaking, someone once said the test of first rate intelligence is the capacity to hold opposing ideas in the mind and continue to function. It's harder and harder to get on with it when we're faced with all this ambiguity the ultimate ambiguity of all our efforts, our endeavors. Knowing it's hopeless and continuing. Hmm. Gandhi told us it's essential to do that, to keep on, even when it seems pointless, uh, these seemingly small tasks of our ordinary lives, uh, you know, raising money, getting to meetings, washing up, getting up in the morning, taking the children to the park. Actually, yes, my list of essentials today and tomorrow is reading this new constitution, the one written for the people in Iraq. Uh, we got to understand the extent of the lie going on over there. The United States' insistence on this sacrosanct nature of private property. Now... Um, if you check it out, let's see, that Constitution, you can get it online on NPR, I'm told. NPR.org uh, has a copy. The Iraqi melodrama, you know, those folks, uh, they anguish over their history naturally, their past and present uh, agony. And then, of course, the Constitution is full of primate grandiosity about their fate, the fate of their people. They're suffering in the Middle East. Uh, Ah, this week I made this map of all the contradictions, all the problems we have when both sides are dead wrong. (laughs) Yes. All this mess we're witnessing around the globe. And I started connecting the dots, you know, drawing pictures the way Virginia Woolf tells us to do. Funny thing. I do kind of get a pattern or a design or a picture paradigm. They're calling it. It's this figure, the outline of a woman, the face of a woman. I call her the feminine principle. Uh, perhaps she is a teenaged girl or an old woman. You remember the maiden, the mother, the crone. That was the uh, the ancient uh, image, the three in one god, the holy trinity of our oldest religions. It's a pre-patriarchal image of a life-giving breast, say, what Gertrude Stein described as circles, circles, the three roses, the tree of life, if you prefer, a phallic image, I don't care. Everything is more or less round or straight. Uh, Phallic images can be full of life as well until they turn into instruments of death, uh, until they transmute into the weapons, spears, guns, and the Washington Monument, the cruise missile, the lightning bolt in the hands of Zeus. Uh, whether it's a suicide bomber or a state terrorist, this urge to kill is omnipresent. When I connect these dots, uh I see the the woman Let's see, she's kind of a Greek Amazon, you know, and there's this, uh, sword, the soldier stabbing her with a sword, uh, the Amazon. Like the Amazon where the drought is now spreading, yes. She's being murdered. She's in change. She's the symbol of our Earth, Gaia, yes. It's a mega metaphor for Everything that's going down, you know, our mother in grief. Uh, We used to joke on Earth Day and say, make Mother Earth your Messiah. (laughs) The kids understand that one. The earth tortured and torn and struggling, trying to save the children, trying to enlighten, you know, educate these frightened folks, the ones who are... Well, living well, but exploiting the others, you know, trying to help the rich understand that there is enough to go around. There's enough for everyone if we cooperate, if we share resources, conserve in the best sense. Conservatives, yes. uh, They are not all bad. In the 50s, the poet Sylvia Plath wrote the immortal line, Must you kill what you can? Apparently the answer is yes. After half a century, it seems that that's what the bully boys want to do. I do not say they are the majority. I simply say they are on top, the thugs. Yes, it's like the Earth's crust. The old rock is always on top. I'm watching the culture of cruelty strike again and again. Disaster de jour. My father used to get awfully drunk and <laughs> go off the deep end quoting uh, Francisco Franco, the old fascist dictator of Spain. Franco used to yell, Long live death! That's what it's all about. The ecstasy of annihilation. <laughs> Look around, you see it everywhere. But we also see the culture of compassion as never before. So many earthlings, human beings, do imagine, can imagine the way the world would be. You know, the John Lennon, Yoko Ono world, the world where there's no need. There's no need for nightmares. There's no need for God or the devil, heaven or hell. It is true that the Holocaust showed us hell, revealed the depths of our species' sadistic impulses. We are capable of pathological cruelty and self-destruction. Then came the 60s and revealed to us that we also have utopian aspirations. We could be something else. I've... um, actually begun to realize that was the only time in my life that i had any spiritual transcendence any real ecstasy you know out of body experience no i think it was more of an in body experience some of us saw the light and we saw it sober most of us did realize it probably couldn't last but it did happen and no one can take that away from us uh it was the great vision, where there is no vision, the people perish. And out of it came KPFA radio. I know that we began in 1949, but uh, in spite of the beatnik era in the 50s, uh, I still placed the center, the heart of the matter in the 60s. That's when we had our epiphany and really got uh, a hold of what our role was here those years showed us what was possible. You know, the the um, the big poster was, Be the Dream. <laughs> Nowadays, the liberals are blaming the 60s for the right-wing backlash. Too many of us blame uh, the excesses of the 60s. That, of course, was just uh, a media ploy, Pro, and so forth. Um, it was the reaction that was brought on by Ron Reagan back in, uh, well, it was actually in the 70s, but Ronnie came to the throne in 1980. And ever since, we've had the cowards and the creeps and the corporate criminals grabbing the money and the media and running away with our hopes and dreams. Now, it was not the excesses of the uh, hippies or the, the hopeful people in the 60s that brought us to this shameful state of our state. It was the right wing's own puritanical fears, their envy and their greed, their mean-spirited strain. And I want to tell you about that. Uh, It's in the book I brought today called The Tragedy of Today's Gaze by Larry Kramer. And uh, it's, what is it? It's a question of this mean-spirited strain, right? This this species sadism, this authoritarianism, the control freaks. <clears throat> you know, these guys, Bill Clinton drove them wild with envy. He was the only bleep on the screen here. That was when the abuse of a cigar became a crime, remember? Bill Clinton and his uh, good wife evidenced some libido which is taboo in our barren age. Uh, actually, Bill Clinton hardly qualifies as a sexual sophisticate. Uh, compare his gauche adolescent boy behavior with Jack Kennedy's games. JFK was a genuine Lothario, an old-school lecher with a much younger wife. Your classic Catholic sinner. Anyway, sexual repression, sexual suppression is at the base, is at the heart of this picture of today's world, uh, the repression of the feminine principle. You see, a patriarchal or fascist state demands that we repress our sexual needs. (laughs) The cries, button up, boys. Which brings me to my premium again, yes. Larry Kramer understands this in his book, The Tragedy of Today's Gays, uh You can get this book for a mere $60 membership, folks. And remember, the phone number here is um, I find that this book connects to just about everything I'm looking at this week. Uh, even to Harriet Meyer's relationship with George Bush. It all fits in together there, like Condi Rice. We have here the office wife. No sexuality. No, no. Just female submission, female subservience. These women are basically uh, secretaries. Uh, if you look up secretary, you'll find that the word means literally one who keeps the secrets, a secretary. Secretary, one who keeps the secrets. And I assume that Bush wants her on the Supreme Court so she will protect him when he leaves office. In any case, the war on the feminine principle demands that guys and even more gals, males and females, reject the feminine aspect of their own psyche. This is the lost part of their soul. It must be hidden from sight. You know, (laughs) the soft, the weak, uh, the compassionate side of the human being, uh, you know, shadow shadow cells are much in Jungian analysis. But if you watched uh, the Frontline show this week on Abu Ghraib, the expose titled "The Torture Question," you see a perfect illustration of how this is done, how sadism is justified. You know, uh, uh, watch the um, young woman. They they use that very young woman uh Lindy England was her name, I think, that very weak, submissive, frail female. She acted out the sadism for them and then they, they 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 throw her in prison as a scapegoat, yes. Uh they separate her from her infant, the baby she conceived while over there in Iraq. Start another dysfunctional family while you're at it. Anyway. Hi, Amelia. I was just saying that Larry Kramer's book is pessimistic about the future. He tells us that since 1971, you know, we have been the, what is it, uh, the object of what Hillary called the vast right-wing conspiracy. That uh, he, he quotes a lot of Bill Moyers. He says that the vast transformation of America has been achieved. And we have inequality in America. That is the greatest since 1929. Let's see. Their structural defects. Are going to last until our children's children. Are ready for retirement. This book scares the pants off me. Uh, he talks uh, of course about the. Uh, uh, well you know. Most of us. uh are cringing because of what the pope has done recently with the uh, clergy i i'm not That's quite right. sure uh do you know uh does this mean that the so-called that the you know don't don't ask don't tell policy uh means that these guys will be excommunicated or uh that gay priests will have to leave their jobs they I'm won't not have sure any they won't have any clear.
1: priests. I'm not sure if it's all that clear, uh, but what is definitely clear is that that they're they're after you know persecuting gays and lesbians unfortunately, and uh, we could only look as far as our our own Supreme court. You know, we don't have to look at the Vatican, although that is very scary in and of itself, but, but also what's going on in, in Washington is also very scary as we speak. And, uh, you know, Larry Kramer is someone that Susan Sontag says is one of America's most valuable troublemakers and that she hopes he never lowers his voice. And if you call in to pledge your support for KPFA right now and for Jennifer Stone and Stone's Throw, you can get the book, the tragedy of today's gaze. Here for a sixty dollar year pledge, and this is the—I uh, think it's the second time that Jennifer has come to you asking for money, and it's uh, definitely—I don't know how many times I've come and asked you for money in the <laughs> la- in this drive. But you know, we're trying to finish off this week, and we're trying to finish it off in a way that makes us feel, to be honest with you, that good that we're doing the work that we're doing and bringing you the voices that we're bringing you on this fund drive, as well as on every day, twenty-four-seven, your opportunity to call in and support us financially is by – you could do that by calling 1-800-439-5732 or 848-5732. We only have 10 copies for, for this book. The book, again, is The Tragedy of Today's Gaze by Larry Kramer. And it's got a forward by Naomi Wolf. Afterward by Roger McFarlane. And it's a, a good book to have to remind you of why we need a station like KPFA. It's only a regular $60 membership for this one,
0: folks. No extra cash. It's a slim little volume, but, you know, it is so hard when we're asking for... Cash, I keep thinking this is the kind of book that, uh, of course, every gay human being will want, but you you know the old clichés that we keep repeating, you know, first they came for this group, that group, then there was nobody left but me, and uh, what Larry explains, of course, is that the war on gay America is the war on all of us. He says, you know, he says um, much of the world, including us, has been intentionally hung out to die. That was the line I marked in this book. I would say 20%. You know, I don't want to alarm you, you know, but they do plan, uh, um, uh, to simply ignore what we see in the last, what is it, uh, how, how many, how many weeks is it now? These storms hitting us over and over again and no help coming people, you know, no money. I, last night I looked up. Reality in the dictionary, just to check it out. And did you know that reality means the coin of the realm? And that's what we're about here, you see. Without money, we cannot function. Mm-hmm. And without
1: money, these people cannot pay their rent. What was that, $2,000? It is, you know, that our mortgage payment is, is pretty high. Is that I what was, you're talking I about? I was
0: talking about, uh, you see how fragmented Jennifer is. I remember after Katrina hit, they said, oh, well, right. you know, we'll give those people $2,000. Oh. You know, three <laughs> days later, they said, no, you know, that's too much money. We can't give them any money, you know. We'll, we'll let them call this phone number, you know. And all they were doing was handing out phone numbers, you know. I cannot believe it's what is the word uh uh it's such a it's such a cartoon Uh, right you know this book over and over again he keeps saying you know how could we you know how could they how could they and I don't know. I'm 71 years old, and I kind of think they could and
1: they did. And they have. And the important thing to remember is that we could, too. And that's the part that we need to remember why it's so crucial to have something like KPFA, something like Pacifica, to also remember that we could do our part. You know, there's. I just opened the page, page 72, where he says, get out there, do something Move. for each other. Yeah. You know, and that's the part that we have to remember, that it is most If we stay paralyzed, if we do nothing, we know the outcome of that. That is a definite outcome. But what we don't know is what happens if we use our power. What happens if we're proactive? What happens if we really take over the media as it should be ours? What would happen if we we actually did something where we got the power to appoint whomever or elect whomever to go to uh, control? Control CPB. You know, those are the visions that we have to have. And the only way that we can do that is by keeping our means of communication open. Jennifer, we need folks to go to the phone, phone to pledge their support for KPFA numbers. and cover to cover. 1-800-439-5732 or 848 848- 5732. Many thanks to the few callers that called in. We do need a lot more. We have a budget of over four and a half million dollars. You could Three call later, of those folks. million yeah. dollars come from you. Mm-hmm. And that's what we need to remember, that that's what keeps us alive. You are what, our lifeline, and we hope to be yours. 1-800- 4395732 or 8485732 Jennifer
0: yeah Larry says we thought for one brief second of time we might even be allowed to marry the ones we loved my god mm. what an insane radical concept you know <laughs> i remember when the philippine revolution was going on years and years and years ago speaking of cpb and i heard the revolutionaries say we have taken channel 4 and i thought my god what do they mean and i thought oh yeah that's like storming the bastille you know when you actually have taken over a network or a major uh uh channel on the local television, you know, you have actually what's the word seized power. Uh, now we've still got what is it? How many Pacifica stations do we have? We, we have five, five Pacifica stations? Five yes. Pacifica stations
1: and then And we have lots of affiliates, and many thanks to the affiliates, you know we've we've been able to spread the word, if you will. Fresno's out there. I Mm -hmm. got a letter from Fresno the other day that made me understand that Fresno is a serious political place. (laughs) Yeah, unfortunately we're running out of time. Okay, We we have to just uh, encourage you to go to the phones as as we start with Free Speech Radio News, who's coming up in a few seconds. Please go to the phones and let your dollar come in under uh, cover to cover and Jennifer Stone. That would be wonderful. It would be a great, great perk for us to kind of know that you do listen, and that you do care. One eight hundred four three nine five seven three two, or eight four eight five seven three two. Jennifer, I'll let you say your goodbyes and uh, and Thank get you. ready for Free Speech Radio. Thank you for helping me, Amelia. I know that it's uh, what is it? It's
0: oh, it's so difficult, people. I'll be back on the air next week at the same time. And until then, I hope you all go easy. And if you can't go easy, just go as easy as you can and phone in anytime between now and bedtime and get a copy of